Thanks for coming to Unchained. Um, before you guys ship me out and throw me in the dumpster, um, Brenda, who is usually is here, is out of town. <laughs> you have no choice but to take me. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Jordan, and uh, my job around here is basically to help Brenda do everything that she does. Um, so that's why when she's gone, <laughs> she boots me in her place. Um, but no, I'm really glad to be here. And um, if, you, if you've never been to Unchained and you're wondering what are we doing here and what's going to happen, this is uh, what we do every month, once a month, and we set aside time to connect with God for a long time for worship. And we usually orient it all around healing and the kingdom of God. And Brenda right now is going through a book called Doing Healing, um, just chapter by chapter that just really intricately explains the kingdom of God and, and what it means for us and, and how we get to interact with it as people following Jesus. Um, and then we have a big chunk of time to actually ask God's kingdom to come. And we pray for each other and usually experience some of his healing and his freedom in a lot of different ways. So we're going to do that tonight, too. And... Um, I am going to talk a little bit about the kingdom. The chapter that we land on tonight really kind of explains the guts of the kingdom, um, which is good because I think if you did an analysis around here of like the top three words you hear around the vineyard, you'd probably hear hopefully number one, Jesus, and then secondly, maybe motorcycle, and then, <laughs> and then thirdly, probably the kingdom. And um, I think it's such a goofy word because we don't really have kings, unless you're from Sweden. <laughs> we have friends here from Sweden. They have kings and queens, but we don't. We don't talk about having kingdoms or, you know, like, I don't call my yard my kingdom. I call it my yard. Um, and then really the only king we know is, like, the Burger King. And he's, not, he's not that awesome. <laughs> so... Nonetheless, we use the word kingdom a lot around here. And really, the basic meaning of that is we're saying that God is king. And if he's king, that means that he has a kingdom, this place that he rules and reigns. And when he is king of his kingdom, it means he gets his way in that place. Um, but the Bible explains it in this really interesting way. Because God is king, he is king, but he also will be king. So what in the heck does that mean? Um, so in other words, we're saying, and this is what we're going to dig into tonight, that we have this two-part framework of a thing going on in life right now. We have God who is king, who like we worship and we see him come, but we also see lots of evil happening right now. Like we live in this age of just like corruption, like Satan is still messing with us, and we know that in the future God will be king, like period, will be king, and, and all the junk will be gone but that's still in the making. So we're living in this weird in-between time. And I know that a lot of people here have heard this explained before because we talk about the already and the not yet in the vineyard an awful lot. But I wanted to like freshen this up for us. And we're going to talk about it again, but it's going to be a little bit fresher. So if I could have my four friends come up here, this could be really, really corny and really, really bad. <laughs> but this is, uh, this is where I'm coming from here. My mom is a teacher, and so she was always, like, coming up with these, like, wacky creative ideas to help us learn things. And so I'm going to try this on you guys. <laughs> I'm going to move this to the side for a second. Okay. So my four friends are going to act out 
the kingdom. <laughs> oh boy. And Nikki used to be a mime, so this is perfect. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do here is we're just going to do an overview of, of what it looked like, like over the whole big picture of history of how God's kingdom was established and how he came through time and what he intends to do. And we're going to use these four guys as uh, actors and actresses. Okay. So things started when God created the world. He created humanity. Come on, little people. <laughs> they are our people. So, you know, all was good and perfect and right until humanity rebelled against God and experienced this giant fall. That's, can, can you be a little more rebellious than that? <laughs> All right, that's good. Okay. So when this happened, the, the God of this age, or I guess you would say Satan, also entered the picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's John, it's John. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So he enters the picture, messing with us. Like, we experience just this break in our relationship with God because Satan is, like, in the picture. But God, who doesn't want to give up on the people he loves, it doesn't, he won't stand for us to be completely destroyed. He, he creates this promise, and he promises to intervene and actually do something and reestablish his kingdom and re, like, become the king again of his people and reestablish his rule. So that came in the form of Jesus. Mike, you really lucked out. You got to be Jesus. <laughs> All right, so Jesus shows up. And, <laughs> gosh. And how we knew that this was Jesus is that the kingdom ripped open when Jesus came on the scene. And how, and how we saw that was that Jesus was doing things like healing people. Can we get a limp going? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Healed. Okay. Um, you know, setting people free, casting demons out, doing really good things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So Jesus spoke and demonstrated what it looked like for God to rule. When Jesus was around, it was like, it was. It was God in the flesh, and his kingdom just like came out. And it was like the kingdom was, was back and running. Um, however, okay, so... <laughs> so this is also what Jesus did. He dies on the cross. Come on, okay. He's on the cross, and this is essentially Jesus defeating Satan, you know, by, by coming on the cross, dying, and, like, doing the final sacrifice for all sin and all the crap that's come between us and God. So this is good. This means Satan is defeated. However, he doesn't leave. And so <laughs> he's back. And so the, the evil age isn't to a complete end. And so Jesus, he brings the future kingdom into this present age, confronting the, the defeated Satan, but without bringing it to a complete end. And so we're still waiting for God to come back and fully, fully establish his kingdom um, and for Jesus to come back and completely squish Satan. Can you do a little more squishing of Satan? <laughs> okay, that's good. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> ah, you're making me like puke in my mouth a little. <laughs> okay. And this is the beautiful picture. So 
at the point when Satan is completely squished, the Bible says that this is when we experience like painless living and, you know, complete connection with God. Like no tears, no sickness, no disease, like exactly the way that God intended it to be. Thank you, guys. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yikes, don't tell Michael and Brenda. <laughs> okay, so what we're living in right now is this crazy in-between time where you saw them, where, you know, Satan is still influencing us. He's still, like, causing destruction, but yet we still have, like, God ripped through with the kingdom, and so we're experiencing both, and it's a crazy time for us because it, it feels a little bit schizophrenic. We're experiencing the ugliness, and we're also seeing God break through. And so part of this, I know that this is really like goofy and fun, but this is actually a pretty serious deal because each of us are experiencing both of those kingdoms. Each of us are experiencing sickness, or we're experiencing destroyed relationships, um, failure, you know, like emotional issues, but we're also people like going after Jesus and asking him to come and change us and break through in our lives. And so we want to do that here, too. And, and knowing about what this is and what's behind all this is pretty important. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the chunk of this, of how are we supposed to view Satan right now? Like, is he just supposed to be this being that we ignore and not want to think about because it's too scary? Or do we, you know... We don't want to think about him too much because that seems like kind of weird. Aren't we just supposed to like think about good things? But there's some wisdom and some important things to know about how, how we're actually going to view Satan. And a big part of this is our worldview. Because a lot of us, we don't tend to think about the supernatural. Or we're not really like steeped in a culture that, is, that talks about demons or you know, evil spirits or even the spiritual realm at all. And so beginning to be people who can open our minds to, like, there's a lot more that God's doing here than we naturally understand or even naturally have experienced before. Um, so that's how we can start first. And then we get to finally, a big part of this is understanding that Satan is defeated, but he's not banished. And that changes how we get to react to him because we know that he's, like, dunsky, like, he's, he's been defeated, but he's still around. And that means that we have to learn how to do warfare with him, which is a goofy thing, and we don't even really know what that looks like sometimes. But he's actually more dangerous than ever because he's operating illegally. Like, he knows that he's already been defeated. He knows that Jesus is coming back, but he's still, like, making his last stand and doing whatever he can do until Jesus comes back. I kind of picture that as, like, a really naughty little kid who when his mom leaves the room, just, like, causes a ruckus. And the mom could come back at any moment and, like, restore order or, you know, tell him to get, get in the time out or whatever. But he's just, like, taking advantage of it and going nuts with it. And so we experience the battle within us in all sorts of different ways. We experience it, you know, by simple lies in our heads. Do you guys ever hear just really goofy things going through your head, like, you're worthless, or no, you, you know, you can't do that, you can't talk to that person about Jesus, or um, 
you weren't ever wanted or you're not significant, you don't matter. Like the things that go through our heads we think are just our imaginations or a bad day. But honestly, I think that that's like the rip and reign of Satan's kingdom going on in just simple ways. Or physically, we experience sickness, disease, um, just the whole gamut of stuff that we know isn't good. But we, we tend to think, like, this is life. This is how we live. But really, we can actually view that as being from Satan. Um, and really, this is, this is pretty key. We can view all the sicknesses, any sort of it, and confidently say that it's part of Satan's domain. Like, it's actually from Satan. It's not from Jesus. It's not normal. But that's from Satan. And sometimes that actually hits me. Like, I actually get that sometimes. A couple weeks ago, I was driving um, just through downtown, and I came upon a whole bunch of sirens and lights and cop cars and ambulances pulled over, and a guy who had just gotten in a big car accident. I, like, drove by just in time to see, like, the ambulance guy pulling him out of the car, and, like, he just he didn't look okay. And it hit me for a second there that this isn't normal. Like, this isn't the way that God intended us to live and that, that wasn't God's heart. That, like, he didn't in, that's not normal for Jesus. But it was actually Satan like, like causing destruction. Sometimes that hits me. And we, we have to actually like grab that it's not normal. That it's part of Satan that those things are happening. And not only that, but we, because of our worldview and not, and not understanding this or maybe having bad teaching or because we're afraid to dig into this, or we don't understand, we tend to have really skewed ways of how God wants to show up and how he wants to heal. Um, One way that we tend to lean is that we think that healing is only medical, which we actually believe here that God does heal through medicine, that that he puts intense wisdom and and miraculous things through doctors and, and the medicine that they have. But what we do think is that God has called the church where his kingdom is like coming through to be people who bring the kingdom and bring holistic healing through Jesus. Um, and that includes medicine. And so being able to open our worldview and to not only lean on the things that are natural and comfortable is, is a big deal and something that we get to lean into. Sometimes we believe that sickness is God's punishment on us and that healing is a reward for the right things that we do. Like that can sometimes come out of like childhood stuff or teaching that we had growing up. Um, but that's actually not what the Bible says. And there are just maybe small stories or portions in the Bible where, where God uses something physical to discipline somebody. But if we say that, if we start buying into that view that um, sickness is a punishment and healing is a reward, then we start saying that God is responsible for sickness and humans are responsible for healing. And that's actually a really cruel practice of healing because that means that we're jumping through all these hoops and that God is like this untrusting, he might inflict you with something sort of God, when really he came to defeat Satan and all the sickness and everything else that came with Satan's reign. Um. So how are we supposed to experience the kingdom? Like, even tonight, how are we supposed to respond to it? The first thing is that we get to understand that healing is not just physical or, you know, not just 
a pat on the back, but it actually changes the whole being. Um, the word in the Bible that Jesus, or that God uses to talk about like his perfect peace and, and the sort of thing that sets everything right is shalom, which is also a really awesome greeting, I think, in Israel. But um, he wants to set everything back to shalom, and that affects every part of who we are. And it's really, really beautifully described in Isaiah 35. I'm just going to read a couple of verses here. It says, Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong, do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will, then will all the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf, deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. He paints this really beautiful picture of what it looks like when God's kingdom is just unleashed in our lives. And it, obviously, like, we don't have a pack of deer who are going to come out, like, <laughs> at the end of the surface and, like, leap around. But the, <laughs> the image is that inside of us, we experience just intense freedom and richness and, and God really setting everything right. Um, and that means that we get to pray for everything, the whole, like, all of it, all of the stuff that doesn't line up with God's kingdom is game for his kingdom to come. Um, healing is definitely God's will and a foretaste of the end. It's cool because when you experience a touch from God or a, a experience healing, it's like a small picture of what you're going to experience when he actually comes in full and we, uh, we're with him. Like, it's just like an eruption of million times of that. We know that we can't control or dictate healing. Like, we get to be people who are asking for God's kingdom to come, but honestly, we can't demand it because he's the healer, and he's the one who gets to decide. And we cannot surrender or accept sickness. And that's a big deal because it seems like such a normal part of life here that we see a lot of people who sink back in sort of, you know, not fighting or feeling really comfortable in it or even feeling like this is the way God's made me, or this feels like, I don't know, more natural for me. But there's something about letting God's fight rise up in you and um, not being okay with the way that Satan's kingdom has been unleashed. Um, and this is how we get to pray around here. We get to pray with confident authority and expectation. We're humble and honest because we're trusting that God's going to actually do the healing, not us. And we wholeheartedly get to buy that God heals. Um, <laughs> here's a practical example. If you're wondering, like, what in the heck does it really look like for God's kingdom to show up? Because, like, maybe you guys have, maybe it's been a long time, or maybe you have never experienced, or maybe never seen God heal anybody. Um, so I'm going to use a story from me that happened last week. I'm really glad that my parents aren't here because they would freak out if they knew what had, had happened. <laughs> so, uh, my fiancé has a really awesome purple bike that he calls the Purple Love Machine. And <laughs> on the back, it has two pegs that, uh, like, a friend can ride on and, like, stand on the pegs and hold on to, the like, the driver's neck. And... Um, and we've had lots of really great adventures on this bike, and it's really great and really fun, but we had our first crash last week. <laughs> and uh, so Adam went over a curb, and I think 
the last thing I heard him say was, let's pop a wheelie. <laughs> and uh, so we went off the curb, and I, I think I honestly blacked out for a little bit because I came to, like, with my head scraping across the pavement and, like, like oh, what happened? And, like, he stopped, and we, we checked at my head, which was actually bleeding and, like, a giant lump. And uh, we washed it off, and I'm like, I think everything's fine. Like, I think, I think I'm just fine. So we got back on the bike. <laughs> just <laughs> the trooper thing to do. And, uh, like, started riding downtown, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, the weirdness started hitting me. Like, started getting really confused and, like, super emotional. Like, he asked me to say the alphabet, and I cried. <laughs> And then he asked me, like, do you remember your address, which I did. And then he asked me the alphabet again, and I cried again. And he was like, why are you crying at the alphabet? But um, honestly, I think I had maybe a little mild concussion. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> and uh, so, like, we stopped and pulled over, and we were actually at the running expo at the deck. And I'm like, I think you should just pray for my head. So we're sitting there amidst all these runners, walking by us, and he puts his hand on my head and starts asking for God to come and heal me. And um, as he did that, my body started reacting just to God showing up. I started twitching, sitting on the steps of the deck, and uh, the big giant lump on my head started, like, twitching. And uh, in the middle of him praying for me, I just experienced, like, the fog of the concussion or whatever it was just totally disappear, and by the end of the night, the lump was gone which is pretty crazy, like pretty nuts. And now uh, we both were like, holy crap, I think God just showed up. <laughs> yeah, so like that, that is like the kingdom coming and in such simple ways of two goofheads wiping out on the purple love machine. <laughs> but, and then, so like God wants to do small things like that, healing goofy injuries and and mistakes but he wants to do like the whole deal like like crap that happened in our childhood that is still just like on our shoulders now or you know the the relationship or marriage that you're in that is just feeling impossible like that's God's kingdom comes in all of those areas um so we get to be people who are living in the tension like we're, we're tension people and so we're learning to like ask his kingdom to come even though these ages overlap, even though there's like evil and hurt and pain and there's also Jesus. So this is, this is the kind of people we get to be. We get to have persevering faith. We get to be optimistically realists. Like we really know like we can't demand the kingdom to come, but we can like hope for it. We can depend on God like crazy we can discern what he's doing. Do you know that when we're praying for people, we actually get to ask the Holy Spirit what he's doing in their lives and where he wants to go? We get to lean into that. We get to honor people's dignity. We don't have to like shame people if they're not getting healed or if they don't experience the kingdom. We respect the unknown because there's an awful lot about this that we don't understand or, or really get. And we get to relieve the results with God. If people don't get healed and if people do get healed, we get to leave it with Jesus to be the one who did that. And the most important conclusion of this is that the, the healing ministry of Jesus isn't just like him dishing out some healing, but he's actually like bringing his whole kingdom to the whole person 
when he comes and shows up. Like, it's the big, big picture, like the big deal engulfing the whole thing. So we want to really practice this tonight. And I know that all of us have things that we need God's kingdom to come into. Um, But we're going to do, if the worship team wants to come back up, we're going to do a little bit of both. We can worship, and at the same time, we've just been asking God for words of like what he's doing and and where he wants to go tonight. So if Ben and Adine want to come up too, um, we're just going to pay attention to what he's doing, and we're going to invite him to do it. So maybe if you guys want to stand up, That'd be great. Okay. I'm going to confer with these guys quick. Well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to invite us just into a place of already engaging with God. And um, he's just been sharing a few things that he might want to do. And um, so as we just connect with him, like we're going to be just sharing some stuff. And if some of those things are grabbing you, you know it's you, we're going to come up, have you come up and get prayer. And then people who aren't responding to the stuff that God is wanting to do, then those people are going to come up and pray for you, and we're going to ask for God's kingdom to come just up here. And um, here's something I thought about today. If you have never seen or experienced God's kingdom coming, and you are really wondering what that looks like and feels like, I want you to either get prayer or come up and watch people getting prayer, because you will see God actually coming, and it, you'll see it in a lot of different ways, people's bodies reacting or, or maybe even getting healed. This is the perfect place for that to happen. So let's just invite God's spirit to come, and you can engage however is best for you. If you want to close your eyes or if you put your hands out, that's great. We're just going to ask him to come. So Jesus, we just invite you here even more. God, thank you. Um, Thank you for your kingdom. And thank you that that you chased after us and you intervened. So here's a couple things I felt like God was doing. I felt like... um, Physically, I feel like there's somebody here who is experiencing um, the roots of their teeth beginning to rot. And um, I feel like God just wants to heal that. Like there's some teeth issues <laughs> and the, there's rotting in the roots of your teeth that I don't know if, if, if it's a lot of them or a few, but I think God wants to heal that. Uh, there's someone here with, I think, a spur on their heel, like a bone spur that God wants to heal, as well as a woman who has arthritis in her hands. I just felt like, why don't you guys share what you're thinking? Cool. Um, As we were worshiping, I felt like God highlighted a couple things. I'll just share one to start with. Um, I kind of got the picture of someone 
just kind of crawling through the the muck and grime like a like a big stretch of mud and just with all their effort kind of um, wading through this and it was just this sense of someone desperately kind of clawing after God in their life and I felt like he brought to mind Jeremiah 29:13, which says you will seek me and find me uh, when you seek me with all your heart and uh, I just felt like God was saying like I'm honoring the way that you're pressing into me and that you're you're hanging on and some of you might feel that way like every day it's just a, a momentous task to get out of bed um, and you're pursuing God with your whole heart and, and it feels like it's an effort and God I just feel like wants to bless that and he wants to reach out and take your hand and help you through each and every day and so if you're here tonight and you just feel like man, following Jesus has been really, really hard lately, and I don't know if I have the energy to do it. I feel like he's here, and he really wants to meet you tonight. Yeah, and kind of the word that I got follows a little bit onto what Ben was talking about, but more specifically about dreams that God's given us either in the past or recently, and just kind of that feeling of like desperation and hunger of just really wanting to see God break through and really just going, but God... Like, I know the word that you give me. I know the word that you promised to me, but um, it just feels like it's just too hard. Like, that whole desperation of, like, I can't, I can't do this. It's a little bit more or a lot more than what I ever expected. And the dream that you've given me seems to be wilting in front of my very eyes. And as I, as I was talking to God and just really like, well, what else do you want to say? I was totally reminded of the verse that we used a lot in the run-up to Good, Good Friday in the Easter services. It's... Um, John 12, 24, and it talks about unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, then it won't ever reproduce. There will be no life that comes out of it. And I really feel like God's saying, you know, tonight I want to give you a revision or a rebirth of the dreams I already placed in your heart. And just to, to encourage you as well that like in our death, he gets to be life. And in like in our sacrificing everything, he gets to resurrect who we are and the dreams that he gave us. Um, another uh, verse that had come to my mind as we were worshiping is Romans 8.38, and it says that, uh, in a nutshell, nothing will ever, ever, ever separate us from the love of God. And I got a picture of um, just all the stuff going on in the Gulf right now with the oil spill, and, and I got a picture of this water with just muck being dumped into it, and I felt like God said, you'll never pollute my love for you. Like, no matter how much sin, no matter how many times you screw up, it'll never be a point where you dilute it and it's just gone. It's, it's no longer effective. He says, you'll never pollute my love. And maybe you're here tonight and you just feel like, you know, God, I've screwed up one too many times. You couldn't possibly love me. And I feel like what he wants to do is give you a fresh experience of his love. And he is going to continue to pour it out no matter what we do and no matter how often we mess up because we'll never be able to be separated from his love. Cool. And the last thing I felt like God was saying, I kept seeing pictures of like fruit and like big juicy pieces of melon. And um, I just felt like God kept saying like, come and taste how sweet I am. Like I'm really good. And um, I don't know if there's people here who have been afraid to do that or have never just had the opportunity, but I think he wants you to experience how good and sweet he is. So let's, um, with all those different ideas and words, let's just engage with him again. And um, Holy Spirit, would you just like 
breathe on all of those things, on, on the whole, the whole across the board, all the physical things that you're wanting to touch and heal, all the places that you just want to bring your love and break lies. Holy Spirit, just come right now. God, we just let you go deeper underneath the surface, beyond what even feels safe. And so I'm just going to invite you guys, if, if any of those words make sense for you, or, um, or you just know that you really would love to experience Jesus tonight um, why don't you just make your way up front and, and the only thing I'm just going to say is if there's a physical thing that, that you want to get healing for why don't you just head over to this part and for those of you who want to just watch God's kingdom come or, or, or see what it looks like for people to get prayer I would say go over to this side and um, watch and join in on on people getting prayer for physical stuff. But come on up, you guys. Mm-hmm.